my man there you are my guy how's it going good man really good beautiful day out here in halifax nova scotia so can't complain how about you that's really cool yeah very beautiful day and very hot day here in, in the south of france i didn't it, i didn't even catch last time that you were from nova scotia that's cool yeah I have a, born here a lot born of affection for canada have you been to canada yeah i lived in toronto for a year oh nice, nice. i lived in yeah. toronto for a couple of years as well love toronto yeah me too man me too i i miss it I wanted to ask you a question. It, it just like randomly popped in my mind and because I wanted to get into it easily. And the one that came up was, what's your relationship to adversity? Overcoming adversity my whole life, basically, bro. Um, firstly, I'm obviously, I'm black, I'm African Nova Scotian. So just that in itself, being belonging to that minority group, you have to overcome adversity every day um, mm. in the real world. And I mean, whether that's racism, discrimination, um, dealing with the setbacks of slavery, um, all that, right? And then also just regular life stuff that people go through, right? Like friends, uh, bad business, sports. I played a lot of sports when I was younger too, right? Um, in like high school and, and one year college. So uh, a lot of adversity in that winning and stuff. You know what I mean? I, I was a winner, so yeah. I won a lot. Had to had to play in a lot of games, so tight moments, pressure moments, having to overcome and stay focused and stay composed is, is super important. And like something a lot of people don't know, I haven't really shared uh, publicly is like, I lost my brother when I was four years old. He was one years old. Wow. Uh, so that was super early on in my life. And I had to overcome that, deal with that throughout my life. My mom's a single mom as well. Um, so all types of adversity and, and hardships I had to overcome throughout life. How does it feel you now? Because you're, from what I'm seeing, you're, you seem to be at a point where you're thriving or starting to thrive. Like I can see the inflection point in what I, what I see from you, like mm -hmm. some, some success that people would thrive for. And I know that adversity overcome equals like getting to perseverance, to bliss. Yeah. How has it fueled you and, and how do you, How do you use that daily and, and what is your, because you still face, face adversity because we all do. That's just part of, of, of life, but being black, uh, in, in Northern America and, and being an artist and being an entrepreneur, well, you're exposing yourself to even more. So how do you deal with that on a daily basis? Meditation is a must for sure. I'm probably after this, after this, going to go out in the sun and, and go for a walk and then meditate and just feel the, feel the energy of the earth, bro. Um, That helps a lot. That has helped a lot past like five 100%. years since I've adopted that. But yeah, what fuels me, man, is just like what my motive, what I'm motivated by. And that's my family, my community and doing right on earth. Just like giving back, changing the, the current system, right? Like I feel like Bitcoin was made for me. I was made for Bitcoin in a sense uh, with how everything is unfolded and just like the morals ethics and ethos that satoshi laid out I'm, i'm super aligned with it so like being able to see success through the market and seeing having a vision of where this could go and what i could do to help change the world is kind yeah. of what fuels me now that's sick i'm i'm antsy to get into the um, bitcoin and ordinals um but before mm -hmm. that because again you're you're at that inflection point and you seem to be thriving and ordinals and BTC was made for you. And I can see that personally because I've, I've looked at what your stuff, looked at your content and, and just your overall, overall energy on all of that. What was your, what was your journey before that? What was your, your journey up to that point that made you so, all right, like ready to seize that opportunity when BTC came up? Oh man, it was a, it was a long, long, long journey. Um, <laughs> five plus years in crypto, um, 10 plus years, uh, being a creative and a art, like taking art seriously, as far as, um, record, a recording artist, a producer, mm. I played, I played around with photography as well. Uh, and along that journey with like music, photography, production, it's like, I had to, uh, wear different hats, right? So Yeah. Um, in different, dis in different disciplines, whether that's graphic design, 
audio engineering, promotion, uh, et cetera. Right. So those 10 years, like I've been pushing over those 10 years on and off, mostly on, um, under different brand names, right. Under, under different pseudonyms, under different, under different artist names that, uh, ultimately I didn't feel comfortable with because I've grown, I've grown out of them. I grew out of them. So like consistently rolling out, okay, that's, that didn't work doing it again. That didn't work over 10 years, 300 plus songs, probably only like 70 around that released. Um, but a lot taken down um, that kind of prepared me as far as content, as far as creativity, um, as far as yeah, art goes like, you know what yeah. I mean? My eye, my, e- my eye, my ear, my taste level. And I'm a student to the game. Uh, so like I studied hip hop, I studied, uh, the greats, the business moves, the, the creative moves, what made them great, where they went wrong, etc. Um, I'm, I was very obsessive over this for, for years cause I wanted to be great. Um, and aside from that, kind of lost my, my, my train of thought, but yeah, I can see that. I can see the student in you. I think that's one of the things that is harder, hardest to accept when you're on this journey. And it is that most of the time it's going to be a learning experience. And most of the time it's going to be a, it's not about where you're going, but it's about where you are right now and the steps that you're taking and, and you have to detach yourself from the, the goal and, and the outcome and accept that you're going to have to scratch pseudonyms. You're going to have to scratch songs and, and, and pieces of, uh, yeah. pieces of art. That's huge. That's, that's, that's actually huge, bro. Because early on in my artistry and my journey, I was so fixated on how it would happen or how I was going to get there. And like throughout my journey of personal development, um, I listened to this, this crazy seminar, bro, this crazy like audio book seminar by Kevin Trudeau. Um, what's it called? Your wish is your command. Dude, I went through that as well. Five years ago, someone gave this to me. It was my first foray into like, like no, the next it's crazy. step. It's, it's, it is. It, it's next. It's, it's next level. It's next level as far as like, um, what's it called? Uh, the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Right? Yeah. I, w- I won't, I won't go super deep. Like it's like manifestation on a high level. Right. But can you remind remember- us, you don't need to go super deep, but I'd love and I think people listening to it would love also a reminder of like the major concepts. Cause I've, it was so long ago and, and this has evolved so much that I, I don't even remember them myself. Like, do you have, do you still have them in mind? Right. So it's like, not freshly, but I'll, I'll try. Um, so there was like four, four stages, right. Of learning. So it's like, uh, what is it, man? It's basically, I, I won't, I'm not, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but it's basically like there's a point in learning. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it because I'm going to butcher yeah, it. Yeah, so. it's all good. But 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 I understand the concept fully. We'll have to touch back on that for sure. Um, and I'll have to refresh on it because I haven't listened to the to the audiobook in probably like a year or so. But I, I, there was a period of time where I was just listening to that every single day. Mm. And when I first found it. So powerful. I, I, I was so powerful. I binged it. But there was a teaching, there was something in there he said about um, like manifestation and getting to your, your end goal, right? Um, and it was about just not being fixated, right? Not thinking about the how and like the exact details of how you're going to get there, but focus on just getting there, like focus, and, focus mm-hmm. on what it's going to feel like when you're there, what it looks like, um, why you want to be there, etc. And like, let it, let it happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. This is what I took from it. So it's like, you can't be fixated on the process of how it's going to yeah. happen. You just got to you just got to let it happen and trust that it's going to happen. Absolutely. It's such a fine balance too because you have to be fixated. You have to be drawn, you have to look at it, you have to want it because yeah. if you don't have that like north star in mind then you don't you're not going anywhere. So to a certain extent you still have to to imagine it to imagine like what it's going to feel like and to put some emotion and some energy behind it. But also at the same time, if you're just only focused on that and not on the steps that you're taking in order to get there, then you're going to get stuck. And it's the whole, like, that's life for us. It's, (laughs) it's a permanent imbalance. 
and being okay with it and 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 doing the back and forth for sure bro i had to i had to google this shit real quick i did it as well <laughs> and, and, it, and it makes so much sense it's like the four stages of like learning so it's like unconscious mm-hmm. incompetence incompetence Right. So it's like where you don't know, you're not aware of what's happening at all. You don't know, you're not, you're not aware of it. Right. So that's the first stage. And then there's conscious incompetence. So it's like, you're, you're aware of it, but you, you're not sure of how to do it or what's going on, but you know, it exists. Right. And then there's conscious competence where it's like, okay, yeah. I'm aware of it now. And I'm, I've learned a bit and I'm, I can practice it. I'm doing it now. Right. But I'm still learning while I'm doing it. I'm still building, mastering my craft, right? And then there's unconscious competence where it's just second nature, first nature, second nature. It's primal at that point where it's like, you've done so much work, you've done so much studying that it's just natural, right? Yeah. Um, but another key thing to take away is like, you're never, you never stop learning. So one thing uh, never. I, I took away from that, it might've been another book, I might be comp- confusing them but it's like mm. never never say like yeah I, f- I finished that or like yeah i've completed or I'm, I'm done learning bro because you're always learning even if even if you read a book you read it again you'll get a new perspective you learn more again right so um, 100%. yeah i'm never i'm never at the finish line you know I'm, al- I'm always getting better i'm always improving i'm always trying to um reach and and be better than my last yeah, there's so much value in that and what you're saying. It was me uh, when I was like 15 or 16. And I know I've heard some people say they were the same, where we kind of try to bring that certainty and that security that there is a point that if we reach it, then we'll be good, then we'll be set where we're done learning and where we're just like living bliss. And most of the time, and because it's it's a, it's a big concept that is passed on to us by society it comes from material stuff the like the usual th- having a good job, having a wife and having kids and, and having a house retirement, retirement, retirement or whatever that whole concept. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it, it just, you reach it, you reach those points and, and, and the bliss doesn't come that way. Right. It's funny. You, you, you spark like an, like a, just a concept of that, or at least like a, a, an idea in my mind or something I want to say about it. It's like, they've trained us so much to think that like, okay, you get a, you get a, you obviously you graduate, you get a job, you work all these years and then you retire and then you can just, ah, relax. Right. But yeah. even the people that do, do retire, are they, always, are they always, do they feel fulfilled? Are they happy? Sure. Some of them, but a lot of the times you see, people who retire go back into work because they're mm-hmm. bored, right? Or old people that retire, they start to wither away because they're not doing anything, right? Yeah. Because we become addicted. Exactly. But when you're doing what you love, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like work, bro. So it's like, mm. <laughs> if you're constantly doing what you love, you're getting more energy from that. You don't need to retire, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You don't need to retire and you... It has to doing it because you love it is a is a is an important component, and another most, one most is important. it is, and the other one that I would add is doing it without what it gets you because mm-hmm. even if consciously you're like yeah okay I'm doing it because I love it, and and a lot of us do that like we are lucky enough that we found ourselves like doing stuff that we love. But then subconsciously, you still have that ego. You still have your parents' voices, the society's voices that tells you like, this is what this will get you. You're doing that job. Okay. You kind of like it, but you're still doing it for the money. You're still doing it because it gets you that status. Approval. And whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Approval. hundred percent approval. That's it. That's the, that's the box that we, that we try to go into. And you know, it helps a lot with that um, sovereignty. I mean, so, a solitude sovereignty solitude um, <laughs> yeah both but like uh, <laughs> so, solitude man like uh i'm a homebody myself um mm. i like this i like to stick to myself you know what i mean i have a lot i have friends don't get me wrong i'm not a loner like that but i am a loner you know what i mean i like my yeah. own time i like being in my own head and having my own thoughts before i step out into the world right and it's like we're so conditioned to be group herd mentality from the moment we hit our first institution 
right? Uh, which is like elementary school. It's all group. Yeah. Then you hit teams and sports teams, but then it's all group, 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 graduate, or you go to the high school group, college group, mm. work group. It's all like, you know, so yeah. you don't really have, t- you don't really have time to just be on your own and have your own thoughts and think like, what do I like? What do I really want? What do I like? You know? So some people aren't even aware of that, you know? And like, if you are aware that solitude, you, you know, if you are aware that solitude really helps you just sh- clarity focus, um, and helps you love yourself. You know what I mean? And I actually think that's the number one reason people can't meditate. It's not about, I have like ADHD or I have this or I have that. It's about, you've just never been taught to be alone with your thoughts. That's crazy. I've never really thought about it like that, but that Mm. is, that could be, that's interesting, man. Cause like, yeah, maybe the people, like a lot of the people that don't meditate now that I'm like just analyzing people I know, it's like, they're around a lot of people a lot of the time. So how could you possibly sit down and meditate if you're not used to just being with your own thoughts, sit down and meditate when you have your own thoughts and everybody else's thoughts running through your mind all day. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and the group becomes the norm and your sense of validation comes from the group as well. Like the sense of approval that you were Mm. talking about. And, and we're not, uh, I don't know where I got this story from, not a story, but I think it, maybe it was Jay Shetty. I don't know, someone going like into a monk school and, and the outsider asks one of the teachers, so what's the subject for the first day of class? And the guy says breathing because breathing is like, can be a conscious activity. It doesn't just need to be like the thing you do to stay, to stay alive. You know, it, it, it is super powerful because it's the link between spirit and body. So powerful. So powerful. And same thing with just sitting with yourself. Breathing is healing, bro. It's like when you do yoga, if you have the right person teaching you how to do yoga, Mm -hmm. um, or if you're, you're learning the, uh, these practices, like when you're stretching and you're doing yoga and you're focused on your breath, wherever you're stretching, you're supposed to be channeling that breath there and channeling that breath out. Right. So the, the oxygen, the, the breath, the air is healing your body. It's cleansing your body and cleansing those muscles, cleansing those bones. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's super crazy. So it, 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 it is. I, I love that you mentioned that, man. Cause yeah, bro. I love this conversation. Yeah, yeah me too, man. Always. Yeah. What I wanted to kind of also touch back on, I kind of, my memory got jogged. Um, is you're, you're just, you're speaking about like, what kind of prepared me for this moment, right? Yeah. I wanted to mention like that personal development stuff, of course, like being in t- in tune with that, um, kind of where I picked that up from. Like I did mention my mom, my mom was single mother, right? I did yeah. see my dad throw my childhood and stuff like that. And one thing I picked up was like, he would be listening to these, <laughs> he would be listening to these, like it might even have been Kevin Trudeau back then, but he was, he would be listening to like, rich dad, poor dad, and like these self-development, mm. um, audio books in the car and stuff. Right. So back then I had, I, you know what I mean? It was, a, I had no idea what it was. I didn't even care. But as I got older and I started diving more into that, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Right. So then, yeah, I do, I dove in a lot of that. Um, also as a, as like a young in, like fresh out of high school, early university, this is something like I, I, that's really not public either, bro. You keep it in if you want, but bro, I used to da- I dabbled in the streets a little bit, like sold, a, yeah, sold a little bit, whatever. Um, met some bad people through that. Eventually, just like left that life behind me. You mm. know what I mean? Like long, long behind me, right? But what I learned through what I learned through that experience was a, a, a lot of business acumen, mm. right? as far as supply and demand customer, like customer, um, care, I guess you could say. And risk management um, as well. Ri- risk management heavy bro. Um, so, and then through that, through, through that too, uh, through that too, I actually invested into like a retail store 
like with mm. with a couple partners. So we opened up a, a, a retail clothing store branded um, when I was about like 22, right? 31 now. So that was a long time ago. But um, yeah, we opened up the store. These partners um, at the time were friends, right? It didn't work out. We all know how that goes. Business with friends. Yeah. Uh, right. So like those, those types of moments, right. Kind of prepared me for just moments like these, like, you know what I mean? Whether yeah, it's business, ex- biz- business experiences, art experiences, friends, experiences, all that stuff. And dealing with like pressure or just like even the attention, um, I'm used to it. Like early on in my music career, like locally in, in Canada, uh, was making music obviously when I started, but I got a lot of opportunity early on in my city. Like I was opening up for major acts that would come in like within my first year, two years of, of deciding to rap, you know? So like, opening up for like Tyga, Big Sean, Juicy J, Kid Ink. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. Like I've, I've performed in, in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people multiple times. And then that was crazy, bro. I was like young. I was young though. I was like 19, 20, uh, it's like 23. Um, but it was a wild experience. Right. And like, it's something that most people don't get to go through. Right. And most people aren't aware sure. that I've even experienced, I've even experienced that, but those moments like the business the that the entertainment aspect and just like the adversity of just regular life all that prepared me for this and me being a student and listening more than i speak always i'm 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 observant i'm really observant so yeah when i'm in spaces where i can learn i'm always just watching listening more than i speak oh that's so cool that is that's so cool that you went through all of that you and, and, and learn some, so much and thinking, I had this question pop up, like, what would you, if you could go and talk to that 19 year old, uh, Swapsky, I don't know if that was the name no, it's, it wasn't the name that you went by back then, but if you were to go back and mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? Like you going through all of these experiences and now knowing that it would take you like 10 years, about a decade to reach like that thriving point mm-hmm. where, what would you tell that person? Trust yourself, bro. Just trust your trust your own vision. Trust your intuition. Um, just trust yourself. And um, yeah, bro. Like I've I've always been like this guy. Like as far, as far as like giving, wanting to help the the broad community, give back, humble. Like obviously, I know my value, but I've been. I'm not mm. a cocky, braggadocious type of just guy in my natural demeanor right i'm super laid back chill mellow and like early on like that group that group heard mentality stuff like inf- was infiltrating my spirit infiltrating my mind like people around me like oh you need to be more cocky oh you need to be more this oh yeah bro. and then they're a- they're acting like that as well so it's like i would just say yeah bro ex- separate yourself um from from people that don't give you a good vibe that that you f- that aren't for you because you can mm. feel it. You can always feel it. You just ignore it when you're young because you want to fit in. But yeah, and then trust yourself. That's it. And I'm trust your real self. It. Mm-hmm. Real self. From what I'm getting, like not your mind ego self of, oh, I know that by 25, I'm going to be like the biggest rapper on the scene. No, trust like that inner you. Trust that you will succeed by being you. And you're actually, if you manage to be you and and filter the, the noise, then you're already succeeding to a certain degree to a certain degree exactly exactly and it's like why why i say that too is like just trust yourself it's because like i even listen to the music i was making um back then like i have I'm, i was very organized over the years as far as ca- cataloging my music and my even my sessions right like i have sessions from 2010 i'm on a hard drive right in front of me right now um so Sick. i have songs from t- from 2010 all the way till now. Right. But I've categorized them in certain like vibes past week. I've been listening to, um, some tracks that were from early on. And I was like rapping about like real life, uh, motivational stuff, man. And that's like who I am at my core. Right. So (laughs) it's funny that like, that's, and that music is timeless. Like, and my goal was always to make timeless music. So like when I'm listening to this music and my message and like, 
this is the raw Swatsky, like in his raw craft, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying still still hits me. Um, what I'm saying is saying is still relevant today. Like I was in tears um, listening to like the 18 tracks that I've categorized for this album type uh, project. I was in tears near like the track 16 listening to it because it's like my life <laughs> from, from the past 10 years of my life experiences, etc., and my pain is all in and my good times too. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But, um, in, in an, in an audio journal type. So it was, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Do you think that will ever come out? For sure. That's awesome. It's never been released. It's never been released. All this. Oh. All this so, so, which is, which is crazy too. Right. So a lot of my music, right. Um, the, a lot of the music I released, I was, re- I was releasing while I was influenced by people around me. Right. So why I was saying that stuff about like the early raw stuff is and and how it's connecting today is because the music I was not I, I was releasing I was never feeling good about in the moment of releasing mm. it and even after because it was never me right it was never me I was trying to fit in I was trying to impress I was trying to be this whatever right everything I've said in my in my songs is real I never lie in my in my in my lyrics but that's not the type of music I want to make. Yeah, that's not what the type of art, that's not the type of art I want to put out in, in, in the world. Right. So yeah, going back and listening to that, it's really just, it was powerful, bro. Yeah. I can imagine. And it, and it will come out eventually. It just needs to get polished, needs to make sure it's, it sounds right for, for the time now. But as far as the content and the, and the beats and stuff, like everything is, is timeless. I love it. And that's where that, why trusting yourself is so important is because, especially as an artist, is because you know, you already know what you want to create. You already know what, what it is you want to say, right? It's just about working every day and saying it and living the experiences to say it and then trusting yourself, right? So you asked, will it ever come out or, or come out again? Yeah, I've never released a. I've ne- I have over three hundred songs, and I've only released, like I said, seventy. So there's like two hundred plus um, songs that people haven't heard, and a lot of those are the songs that are actually me. You know what I mean? To my core, and then uh, I have some new, a lot of new songs as well. Like 2019, I recorded probably a uh, hundred plus songs. It's my one of my craziest, most creative years, and uh, I only really, I really like. I released like 20 over, over 2019 to 2020. And, but I've taken all that music off. That music was still fire too, but I've taken that music off, rebranded Swapsky, dropped it. My dropped, um, the ordinal theory EP, which isn't a gimmick. I'm super passionate about crypto. And if you listen to the music, you can tell it's not like a gimmicky type. It's, it's real music. Right. And then after this EP, bro, like I'm not, going to be making another like crypto themed project right i'll obviously be talking about crypto and have crypto references in my music because i my music is about my life right and i'm in crypto yeah, so they're crypto always is your life <laughs> but yeah exactly so there'll be there'll be lyrics in there about crypto but i'll never drop again another like another like bitcoin tape or whatever there might be songs mm. on a tape that's uh, that's called that has reference to but there'll never be another ordinal theory ep or like ethereum ep or nft ep or anything like that this was just like a it's not meta for you it's it's no your your thing right and then like everything after this will be like my what i what i'm truly vibing with and what i'm true my true art um and that is my true art too don't get me wrong but I have so much I want to do as far as art goes, like be just staying crypto is sticking myself in a box, just making crypto music. Yeah. just would be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, absolutely. Absolutely. I actually wanted to ask you about that because we, we, there are market cycles, there are metas and 100%, like with every new meta, there are some that are going to stay and there are some that are going to go. If someone comes to you and tells you like all right ordinals and all of this btc stuff is is uh it's just uh it's just this meta it's just a fad what do you tell them are they here to stay why 
what will they look like in a few years? It's just a meta. So like in regards to like the crypto market in general. Yeah. Or is it something that people will forget about and, and that will just have been this period in 2023 where they were the big thing or will this still be a thriving ecosystem in like 50 years or 20 or 10? As far as thriving ecosystem goes, I can't tell you that. Can't tell the yeah. future. As far as like the monetary value goes of ordinals. But what I can tell you is that when humans no longer exist, um, every single inscription will still be on the blockchain. So that in itself is, is very valuable. It's like these are, these are our modern day version hieroglyphs. So when the next generation finds Earth, maybe aliens, maybe it's AI that inhabits the Earth, they're going to find Bitcoin and they're going to find all these files inscribed on it. And yeah, that's the law. That's like, that's Bitcoin's forever. So the files inscribed on chain are forever as well. Right. And in regards to it being like a meta, like a fad, um, if you think Bitcoin is a fad and won't last, then sure. But if you think Bitcoin will last and Bitcoin will, will you know what I mean? Continue yeah. to grow then the ecosystem built on top of Bitcoin will continue to grow as well. And that's my take because the past, over the past five months, the ecosystem has been built out tremendously fast, like at, a, yeah. at, exponent, at exponential rates on Bitcoin. And what people don't realize that people that are calling it a fad is that none of this was possible on the biggest blockchain in the world um, before December, right? Of last year. So, every other chain we had to go to every other chain to do what we're doing to do what we're doing on bitcoin now as far as nfts as far as DeFi. so like if you look yeah. at every other chain in comparison to bitcoin right what would you rather have a knockoff chain no not, not knockoff but <laughs> <laughs> firing shots yeah, no, I'm not even, I'm not even like, it's because yeah. a lot of these chains will, a, a lot of these chains will, will survive and be successful too. But the most successful chain will always be Bitcoin because everything is modeled after Bitcoin. Even if you're modeled after Ethereum, Ethereum was modeled after Bitcoin, probably. Ethereum, um, Vitalik was, was working on Bitcoin before Ethereum wanted to bring these similar types of concepts to Bitcoin. But the people, the community back then said, nah. So he went and built Ethereum is the just I get the narrative I get. I don't I can't verify that, but like that's yeah. what I hear. You know, you know what I mean? So just that, like the liquidity from all these other chains that a might have no product yet or just have low have low liquidity, have you know what I mean? Just a terrible infrastructure. They're gonna come over to Bitcoin like the liquidity will come over to Bitcoin. And it's like, people don't know about the Lightning Network either yet. Like people that are on these other chains, they just know Ethereum, NFTs, maybe Solana. But the Lightning Network network is powerful, 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 powerful. This is instant Bitcoin payments. Bitcoin for payments is not slow, right? Like Bitcoin is, is, has the potential to be very fast, right? And with continued scaling and continued innovation, it's like, the next four years, like the net, like the halvings next year, right? Yeah. By the next halving, this entire market will look completely different. We'll look like we'll look completely different. We won't have be having the same conversations about NFTs, crypto, DeFi. The the top one hundred will be completely different. Like there'll be maybe five to ten coins in the top one hundred that are the same and. Maybe the OG ones, the, the OG, OG ones, they'll be floating around too. But as far as like the, the coins and the, and the, like the cryptocurrencies that yeah. we're used to talking about, they will all be different in the next, over the next four years. Do you have a prediction or do you have like a gut feeling or of where it's going to go and, and what it might look like? What might be different about it? Well, seeing as how all this is being built on Bitcoin, right? It's yeah. going to be similar. Like if you were around for 2017, you know that Bitcoin's dominance was a major thing for that bull market, yeah. right? And for that, just that cycle, right? 
And that's going to be another trend this, this, this cycle, right? This bull run. Bitcoin is going to dominate majorly in my mind. That's my prediction. And that's because of ordinals. That's because of sat names. That's because of BRC20s. And that's because of now a new innovation bitmap that could turn out to be one of the most innovative innovations on Bitcoin to date, which is the potential metaverse being built out in integration in parallel with Bitcoin and potentially on top of Bitcoin on chain. So like that concept, if you guys look into it, if you look into it, if you already know mm-hmm. about it is, is, is so fascinating to me. Um, so with all that that's going on, what was the question? My prediction? I think yeah. it's just, I think it's going to suck. I think it's going to suck a lot of liquidity. It's going to be Bitcoin's going to dominate. Um, and like what people are used to happening as far as like ha- where the liquidity flows into after Bitcoin mm. pumps and like starts starts to consolidate isn't go- it's going to stay. All the liquidity is going to stay on Bitcoin because it doesn't need to leave to make more Bitcoin now, right? That's what people don't understand. For the first time in history, we don't have to leave the Bitcoin blockchain to make more sats, to make more Bitcoin. So why would I come off Bitcoin to trade Ethereum, to trade on Solana, to trade on AVAX, to trade on any of these other chains? When the name of the game from for anybody who, when they first found Bitcoin, first found crypto, was to buy Bitcoin and stack Bitcoin. Yeah. The reason why we got away from yeah. that is because there was no innovation. It was boring. Ethereum had all the innovation, right? This past five months has been all innovation for Bitcoin, mm. right? So that's what's going to happen in my mind. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I don't know about Bitmap yet. And I saw it on your Twitter and I didn't, I haven't dove in yet. What, what is that? A lot of controversy, man. Bitmap, um, it's basically like, obviously, you know, the concept metaverse, but the, the, the protocol, it's a protocol right now, text files, just like BRC20 started out just like sat name started out, but there's a lot of attention. There's a lot of adoption. It's I'm pretty sure it's the quickest growing inscription count in the short period of time, like the biggest, the historic, right? But the concept is like, like a metaverse, right? But the concept is each block that has confirmed is a plot of, is a plot of land that you can, is a district of land that you can reserve, right? So to reserve a district, you type in whatever the block number is. If it's block one, you put one dot bitmap, and then you inscribe that as a text. There's been innovations now past few days uh, where you can actually go on Ordinal's wallet and there's a map and you can select the plot on it like a map. It looks it looks pretty dope, but you would inscribe that text file and then that would reserve your block, right? Okay. So once you reserve the once you reserve the block, you can look at the block and there's a tr- bunch of different transactions on the block. If you go to the mempool, you can see like the transactions, right? So that plays a part into the, the, the bitmap theory, right? So that determines the plots within your district and the density and all that stuff to your land. So the, the idea in itself was super fascinating mm. to me. And uh, you know what I mean? More land gets created over time. It was a fair launch. It was fair district. It's fair distribution. And there, it was less than $5 to inscribe one bitmap. If you want one, just to like, I want to see. Be maybe. a part of it. It might yeah. be something. It might be something. It might not. If it does, I have one, I have a piece, a district, I have a piece of land on there for under a dollar. Like, and if it doesn't, I lost a Starbucks coffee. Who cares? Right. But my, my, my view of it, right. Is like, if you look at the world, if, and this is Bitcoin, the biggest blockchain in the world, right most decentralized look at it as the world like and we're trying to create a digital representation or a digital replica of the world that we can all play around in digitally right and do have all types of different experiences the world has earth has 36 billion acres right of earth of land okay if and the blocks right now there's only 795,000 above right Hmm. so uh, roughly 10, 10, 10 minutes, every 10 minutes, a block confirms. It's going to take a hundred years for 7 million blocks to confirm a hundred years, right? So if you take seven, 36 billion acres, 36 billion, and divide that by 7 million in a hundred years, 
your one bitmap uh, parallel to Earth will be worth roughly 5,000 acres. So one bitmap is worth 5,000 acres in digital land. To me, that's my perspective. And you okay. can get that for under $5. Potentially. And it's like, it's, it's not worked out yet. There's a lot of skepticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not possible. Blah, 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 blah. But bro, the idea is, is insane to me. It is. And I like the idea. And for, and, and for $5, I'm, I'm longing it. Like, what are you talking about? If you're like, if you're, even if you're not good at managing risk and you're a degen, this is your dream. Like, what are you talking? I don't, I don't get it. Why people are, are, are like, anyways, I don't even want to focus on that, but by the way, yeah, this bro. is not financial advice, but yeah, I get, I get yeah, it. And it's, it's what's really cool not financial advice. beyond the, beyond the idea, beyond the potential, beyond the, like, is this going to be a thing? Even just as an art experiment, art and communal experiment, I find this really cool because you like Bitcoin is it's historic at this point. It is going to be, it will be remembered for, for as long as humans exist potentially. And, and yeah, bro. to have this, to have this narrative kind of flip around of like Bitcoin maxis kind of becoming the, not the butt of the joke, but you know, it's like, all right, yeah, Bitcoin is really cool. It's a cool store of value. Uh, ideologically, it's awesome. Philosophically, it's awesome. But you can't do anything with it. <laughs> and so right mm. now we're seeing this narrative com completely flipped around. And it would be such a mind fuck if the last like seven years of innovations in the, in the um, blockchain space were to disappear and everything <laughs> go back to Bitcoin, that would be <laughs> such a sick, uh, such a sick timeline. Makes sense to for that to happen because uh, it just makes sense, man. I don't even want to talk bad about any other chain or like talk about like concepts of like money and debt and shit like that. But mm. and stuff like that. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about that. Um. But what I was going to say too is that, yeah, this is definitely like me talking about bitmap is not financial advice whatsoever. Um, whatever I say about things that I like, it's because I like them and I'm interested. I'm never giving people financial advice. I'm just trying to educate you and let you know about, hey, this is something cool that's going mm -hmm. on. If you like it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too, right? Um, but yeah, like I said, buying one bitmap under five dollars so it's like even if i am saying this is financial advice and this isn't by any means financial <laughs> advice bro you spent you we've all spent five we've lost five dollars we probably lose yeah. more than that in the course of the year and change right so it's like this is this just is, buy this a bitmap is, yeah don't 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 buy bitmap don't don't buy it but like <laughs> just open oh, broaden your perspective on things sometimes <laughs> What would you recommend someone just getting into the ordinal? I, like, is this whole space called ordinals or is that just like a subcategory? So, right. The it's ordinal. So ordinal theory is the proto it's like ordinal theory, right? Okay. So Casey developed the pro protocol under ordinal theory. Um, or so everything that's happening, like a BRC twenties are operating within ordinal theory, uh, bitmap operating within ordinal theory. All these, this art is being inscribed on Bitcoin through the ordinal theory protocol, right? Um, okay. So yeah, that's that, that's what it is, right? But they're not like over time we'll be just be calling it art. Like here, listen to my music. You get my music. You won't be saying, "Yo, did you get my uh, my ordinal NFT mm. music song?" Yeah, no, you'll just be saying, "Yo, did you get did you get my EP? Go get my EP. You get the did you get um, you know what I mean? Did you get Swapsky's <laughs> new art piece?" It's not going to be like, oh, did you get the ordinal inscription? Yeah. It's not, did you get the MP3 or did you get the JPEG or, yeah. Exactly. But that takes, that's going to take time. It's going to be, did you get the ordinal inscription for years mm. to come? But like 10 years, we're going to be just calling it what it is. What do you, what would you recommend someone just getting into that, that space 
to do to check out first to kind of improve their success and not even necessarily benefiting financially, even though that's a component, but just mm-hmm. like having fun with it, understanding it and, and maybe finding where they belong within it. Uh, do your research for sure. Read the ordinal theory handbook. Um, and if you want to dive into BRC twenties, read the BRC 20 docs, uh, read the sat sat names docs, read the bitmap theory docs. That's where you need to start before you invest or want to learn more about any of this. Um, read the Bitcoin white paper as well. Um, that's, that's, will be great starts conceptually and just like educationally knowledge wise. And then from there, um, find the right sources of information, right? Right. Sources of information for me have been like pause, not going to make it his YouTube channel. He does lots of tutorials and like good information. He's not shilling anything like that. Um, CB Spears as well. Charlie Spears. He's another source of information that I've liked. Um, I'm biased on his on his YouTube channel, right? And he goes over technical stuff, how tos, etc. Awesome. Those two help me. Those two help me learn how to get into ordinals, basically via their YouTube channels. And then from there, it's just, um, yeah. If you want to collect art, realize like if you if you if you want to if you're getting in for the art, collect art that you like. That's what you. That's what you're doing, right? And if you make mm-hmm. money, cool. If it doesn't. You know what I mean? But if you're not, a, if you don't yeah. like to collect art, then don't get into ordinals, right? If you want to get, I mean, like NFTs. If you want to make money, like, like it's 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 weird, right? Because like you can make money flipping ordinals and NFTs, but I like to do it because I like art and I like supporting artists, right? So like. I'm having fun and I'm, I'm enjoying my, the things I'm putting in my long-term wallet because I love it. Right. So I'm, I just, I make money off as a byproduct, Right. But what I really, where I, where my bread and butter is, is trading the, the altcoins in the market. Like, mm. so <laughs> like, that's where I would, if you want to make money, that's where I would do research. Um, like if that's your only intention is yeah. to make money, that's where I would that that's where I would focus on, is just learning how to trade Bitcoin and learning how to trade uh, maybe this new BRC twenties. Also not financial advice. And then <laughs> for ordinals, <laughs> yeah, bro, same thing. You can do the same thing. You can flip them and, and stuff like that. But you got to find the right source of information. Also to be good at flipping, you have to have an eye for art, low key, or just knowledge of markets and trading. You learn that over time, but again, I don't. I don't suggest you trying to make money off of trading NFTs unless you're experienced. What I suggest you doing with NFTs, ordinals, art is collect what you love, and if you collect something that you love and it pops off, it's a win-win. You know, absolutely. That's what happened. That's what happened with me on ETH. I wasn't collecting because I thought it was going to be the next crypto punk, or I thought it was going to be the next fuck. Um, a hundred hundred thousand dollar investment i collect, i was collecting because oh these are dope obviously i was speculating a little bit but for the mo- for the most part i was like i like this art who's the artist mm. i i like that story <laughs> you know what you know what i mean yeah I almost brought my water bottle so <laughs> got too excited for a second <laughs> yeah so that's what that would be my advice for people just getting mm. in it's like make sure you find a good source of information that's a very good piece of advice. There's, I think there's this thing of because the money-making part is such a big component of the narrative, and especially right now, like the gap is really is really wide. You have the diehards on one end, and you have the people who are strictly here for the money and who are digging to like for for breadcrumbs breadcrumbs at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a very good. It's a very good and timeless uh, piece of advice um, because making money, whatever the market, is always going to be a skill that you need to hone. It's not, there are very, very, very few people who will just naturally get into a market and make a lot of money. You're going to make mistakes. You need to have like bankroll management mm-hmm. foundations of, of knowledge and, and you need to understand like how attention flows and everything. Like I've been trading for, 
I bought my first, my first stock was Sony in 2011 or 2012, I think. And since then yeah, crazy. I've done Forex and online poker and then crypto for the past six years. I was a big poker head, bro. Crazy. Yeah, it helps. It helps. It helps a lot. But all of that to I say, yeah, I still don't make money. I like, I still, it's, Trading? it's still not my thing. Yeah. I, it's not my thing. Cause I, I how? try to use it to make, because I, one, I'm not, day, I don't like, like day trading. You mean a day t- trading or like trading on the four hour to one day chart. No, I have, I have, I've made some great I, trades. When I say trading and making money, right. I, I mean, like I buy something today yeah. and like, I'll sell it in three, in three months. And if it goes crazy between then, I'll obviously take profit, but I'll sell it in three months to six months to a mm. year to two years. Right. Like that's trading. Yeah. I don't know where the cutoff line is. Like time-wise? Yeah. Like when is it trading? When is it investing? Because obviously there are some bias in there, biases. Because yeah, for me, trading is like daily or weekly or... Well, see, if you... Ch- if there's there's different ty- like terminology, right? Like there's Yeah, for sure. There's swing trading is what I do, yeah. right? So I, I'll, I'll, I'm trading the swing, the trend. No, mm. so I'm buying it uh, during the bear market and I'm going to sell it during the bull market at a point where I'm satisfied or I'm going to buy it at a low swing and sell it at the swing high. You know okay, what I mean? Buy it at the swing yeah. low, sell it at the, sell it at the swing high. So, uh, day trading, I've always, I've obviously seen some success here and there, but swing mm. trading is, is the bread and butter in crypto, bro, because you can't, you can never, you never know how much a coin is going to go off, right? So what you want to do is find your, your, what you're going to invest in and swing trade, invest in them. Once it goes off, take some initial out, take some profit out, let it sit, bro. Because if you're actively trading, you're taking losses, right? But in crypto, if you just patient, you'll, it'll always win. Right? So if, (laughs) if you just wait, Take some profit out. Take your initial out. You never. That might go a thousand, ten thousand x, right? Mm. So that those trades like that, something that goes twenty x on like a thousand, ten thousand dollars, is something that can sustain you for years, bro. And you can just keep repeating that process every cycle. But it's about yeah. learning, learning, learning that patience and learning discipline. what's good to invest in discipline. Yeah. And what's gonna Having the conviction and the and the confidence that yes, this is going to work out. This is going to do well because the business is a great model. They make money, and the partners and advisors are great, right? But like, I've I've mastered honing in on that the past five years. Good for you, man. It's a good skill. It's a good skill to have in the bag. And I'll I'll, I'll just cap this off with saying that I've realized I don't like investing and i don't like trading whether it is day trading or swing trading sometimes i'll see a trade like i'll feel feel it in my gut i look at the chart i I usually only trade eth i look at the chart and i see that it's going to do like a a move up or a move down and i win that trade and then usually usually after that i get i think i i've got it this time and so i keep doing it and now i've yeah, now I've accepted. I'm a builder. I'm I'm here to like build businesses and to and to do this podcast and to do other things. And I'll leave trading out for for other people. Do you save? Do you you obviously save money? That is something that I've that I've had to learn sa- the hard way. You have a savings. You have a savings account. You're not on zero in crypto, time, right? No, 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 no I, I mean, in, in, most in real life. No, no, no. All of my. Like liquidity net worth is in is in is in crypto most of it. Oh, sick! Fire! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind then. Oh yeah, never mind then. I was gonna say, bro, if you invest, like, if you have a savings account, you're investing in the U.S. Yeah. dollar every day, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Like, Look, seen like might, that. You might as well invest in like a coin that's like obviously has high liquidity, whatever, whatever. Even if yeah, it's just Bitcoin, sure. even if it's just Ethereum. And then just trade out of that as profits instead of having your, but you you're already bankless, so you're you're blessed. Getting there some somehow. And before we before we close this off, because it's already been like an amazing conversation. Um, what are the next steps for you? Are you riding that wave right now? Are you 
do you have plans on a longer time frame for the next like six months or a year? How do you see those those next few those next little while playing out? Yeah, my next year is basically planned out. Consistently plotting, scheming, networking, reaching out to artists, um, figuring out new ways to create and, and bring value to the space. So yeah, man, I have a lot going on and with these the, the more the more innovation that comes out, the more it makes possible, right? Uh but right now what's lined up and what's public, um after chapter three, Ordinal Pixels is is complete and the public sale is over, I will be inscribing the Ordinal Theory EP. Right? Each track and then I'll be doing something cool and innovative to distribute awesome. uh, the, the EP to multiple people, a limited supply, but you'll be able to buy the EP as an ordinal and listen to the EP from your, from the content link um, in your wallet. Yes. Right. So that's the next kind of official release I'm doing. Um, and within that release, right, you'll be able to buy with BTC uh, if you're aware, I don't know if you're aware, but I have my own BRC20 token swap. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, my It minted out last week, right? Um, but I'll tell you the whole premise of that too. So basically, I'm going to be accepting. I'm going to be accepting swap for my music and my one of ones. Ordinal Pixels is my last generative, my first and my last generative art collection. Right? I won't have another generative art collection uh, on any chain. So it'll just be one of ones in music from there. And I'll be accepting swap token or BTC for my music and my, my future art, right? All, all swap spent on mints gets burnt. All swap spent like on my mints officially held by me gets burnt. I'll also be onboarding and curating artists through swap that will be accepting BTC or swap. I'll also be um, doing it doing exclusive swap mints right so where you can only mint with swap um very thoughtful curated artists and collections um from all all different disciplines of artists whether that be music photography digital art physical art etc um that is is kind of like the the prep the premise of the brc20 token it's like the art. I want to make it the art token on Bitcoin, right? So you can use Swap to buy dope art consistently throughout the year, right? So I'm working with. I have at least six artists on the go right now. Some have collections complete and just waiting for their time, and some are are working on their collections as we speak. Um, as as things roll out, my I. I I do the first swap mint with my Ordinal Theory EP. I'll be releasing a form for artists to submit. Um, and if they pass the curation phase, then they can be onboarded through my through my system, through my network. I already have a partner to facilitate uh, accepting swap as well. That will be rolling out later on. I can't make any really announcements or touch on that any further. But yeah, like that's what I have planned out for my art. That's why I plan out for swap or no pixels, art collection, no roadmap, no utility, just art. When I when that's finished, that's finished. Then it's music, one of ones. I'll always provide value to my community though, like I have been, whether mm-hmm. that's through education, whether that's through education, content, art. Um what's coming next to um basically since I'm building this big this like empire, so to yeah. say, is sovereign trail, right? So that's my corporation registered federally. Um, Sovereign Trail is basically the business, my bit, my business, my company, my brand, um, which stands for equal freedom of expression, equal freedom of speech, and equal freedom on earth. Right, and our whole our whole goal is to create sovereign individuals on chain, on chain. Right, so we're going to be working with artists through Swap. Right, Swapski and Sovereign Trail takes zero percent. Right, our ho- our whole goal is to create sovereign individuals and make sure that you're self sufficient on the Bitcoin network as an artist. And all we ask for is collaboration and for you to accept the swap token. I love this. Yeah, man. And then underneath sovereign sovereign trail, right? There's 
there's education, there's art, there's capital, and there's philanthropy, right? So the education piece, I I have a, a partner I'm working on a course with. It's about 80% done right now. Um, that we'll be releasing over the summer as well, covering blockchain, Bitcoin, Ethereum, NFTs, DeFi, ordinals, BRC20s, uh, Metaverse, right? And just giving people an intro. It's going to be a free course as well. Just giving people an intro to the information in a, in a digestible, distilled way, but a comprehensive way as well. Uh, there'll be a, a downloadable course for that, um, as well as like a, a one-page kind of like PDF that you can kind of try to cram all that information in and digest it as well. Um, and then from there, like that's the Sovereign Trail University, right? So Sovereign Trail University is also going to run a newsletter, weekly and monthly newsletter, uh, a free a free and paid monthly newsletter. So there'll be a, a free monthly newsletter and a free weekly newsletter. And there'll be a paid, uh, more guided um, newsletters as well, weekly and monthly. Um Super, super affordable. Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing like, yeah, the super affordable. Just trying to, you know what I mean? Keep the lights yeah. on type thing and, and, and get paid for our value. And then from there, we got Sovereign Trail Studios, uh, which is art, um, which is you got Swapsky, you got Ordinal Pixels, uh, you got my music, you got the one ones you got other artists that we collaborate with. And then we got Ocean Playground, which is um, the concept is where I was born, Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's Canada's ocean mm-hmm. playground. It's on our license plates, right? And basically that's going to be the media hub of, of everything. So uh, we're going to be covering, it's going to have OP radio, OP media, OP blog, we're going to be covering art and music, um, basically innovative and contemporary art in the space, NFTs, ordinals, photography, digital art, physical art, music, etc., poetry, all that. Um, we're going to have a blog where you can scroll, see music, see new music, see new art, uh, playlists, you know what I mean? They're going to be like eight playlists, different genres, I'm a piano, house, soul, um, et cetera. Have a separate, like all, all this stuff I'm talking about has, yeah. like it, it's, it's in motion right now. And there's separate mm. parts. There's, there's people, there's people in place working on each one. Right. Um, with it, it with me. So every day I'm, I'm, I'm talking and, and I'm like, I'm building a team. Right. So every day I'm <laughs> building, communicating, setting shit up, branding, um, like managing this right while I'm doing my art, while I'm doing all my graphic design, all my video work, all my promotion, everything. Damn. Yeah, I wanted the next six what, months and you gave me the next 10 years. Yeah. That's kind of what, that's kind of what I'm working on uh, as far as, as far as like sovereign trail. So you'll have that. Um, so ocean playground will have the playlists. We'll also have, I won't even go into deep because like, honestly, bro, <laughs> I'm giving people. I'm giving. I'm giving people the the whole business model at this point. Um, yeah, but you're the one to do it. I, you're you're the perfect yeah, person for, for to sure. do it. And anyone anyone taking this would not even know where to start. Wouldn't have the right connection. Wouldn't have the right skill or life knowledge that you do and that you've built over the past ten years. So they can take it and they can do a pitch deck. But there's not much more that they can do. Uh, they they That's might true. as well reach out to you and figure out how to. Uh, how to help you do that and and probably have a good spot. That's one of my big things of this ecosystem that I've told you about that we're building. One yeah. of the things that I really want to pass on to people is it's oftentimes a lot better to contribute to someone else's idea when they feel very strongly about it, when they have a clear vision about it, when they have the right skills to carry it, than to try to do it yourself. Because... Like ninety nine percent of the time, you're setting up, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. For sure, for sure. And like two things, two things come across my mind when when, when you say that is like obviously ninety nine percent of businesses fail, and and this is not me just pumping myself up or anything because I failed a lot in business, right? But ninety nine percent of businesses fail, and like I would rather own a small percentage of something than a large percentage of nothing or all the 100%. percentage of nothing. You know, so me too. That's why we chose decentralization. That's why we're here because we'd rather be part of a bigger network that's anti-fragile than having a like much bigger part of something that's smaller but it's also a lot more fragile. Mm-hmm. Also, too, like touching on what you said before, like bro, I'm I have the total belief that what's meant for me, what's meant for you, what's meant for everybody is meant for them. Right? You just have to step mm-hmm. into it. Right? So in no way am I scared of missing my opportunity or somebody stealing my opportunity, but 
I just don't want to um, say too much too soon. And then I also don't want like some ideas I do have will cha- will change the industry, right? And I, I have full belief in this. We'll change the entertainment industry. And why I don't want to leak the alpha is because they could easily just, if I hear my idea, they could easily talk to somebody that <laughs> that can help them do yeah. this first or not even, not even do it first, but like, because I'm not worried about who does it first, but I'm worried about who does it with love, care and intention because mm-hmm. it's super easy to take I, like ideas and corrupt them, right? But I don't want to even get deep, man. That's deep <laughs> enough. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Right. Uh, who should reach out to you right now? Who do you want to connect with? Who should connect with you? T Grizzly. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the only, that's the only person I, I want to speak to is T all Grizzly. Right. Well, we will. Do you know who that, is? Sure. Do you know, do you know who that no. is? No, not at all. He's a Detroit rapper. Um, he plays, um, he plays GTA, GTA, um, online streams it super popular but yeah that's what i want to connect with i just have a lot of ideas and on how we can get into nfts this digital world and uh really change the game and he's young he's young too right has a smart mind streams i love his music too but yeah that's the only person i've let's hope let's hope he hears it that's all and man where where should people find you follow you reach out to you um, yeah, you, you, get, you can get me on, on Twitter at Swapsky, uh, on OpenSea, uh, Open on Magic Eden, uh, Ordinal Pixels. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Swapsky underscore. Cool. That's, oh, TikTok. We'll link YouTube, all of this anyway. YouTube Swap, yeah, YouTube Swapsky, TikTok Swapsky. I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm all around. And it's all on the link tree. Main place you want to go is, is, is my Twitter. That's where I'm active awesome. every day the most. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Swabski, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for you. That was awesome. Thanks for having me, bro. This yeah, was my- one of the best, one of the best like conversations I've had in a while, man. Um, mm. And definitely one of the best like interviews slash podcasts I've been on, as far as like the conversation, the thought, and yeah, I just really enjoyed myself. I really appreciate your, that. Your company, man. I look forward yeah, to me too, man. To continuing to stay in contact, brother. Yeah, that means a lot. Right back at you. Five, the universe. Six.